something that a lot of people are buzzing about, reducing carbon emissions. It's good for everyone. But how do we reduce emissions while also meeting our world's increasing energy needs? Using propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs today. Propane is a clean, non-toxic energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Grid electricity in Minnesota, including wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. Millions of Americans rely on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on-road and off, and much more making propane the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you and the environment by going to propane.com. It's July. There's not a lot going on in the high school scene, but there are always things that we can talk about with our friend John Millay here on Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, the uh, prep sports and activities guru at mshsl.org. He does John's journal at that website. He does his podcast here at talknorth.com. And John, let's start off with uh, with your top 10 stories. I know you work hard on that all year. Yeah, Jim, we've been counting those down. I go back through all the John's journal stories from the previous school year. Been doing this for more than 10 years. Um, and we're in, you know, we're in, we're in the summer, as you said, it's pretty quiet on the high school front, but let's go through. We'll pick it up with number five. We talked about 10 through six last week. So this week I'm, I'm, I'm putting out uh, five, four, three, two, one. Number five is a wrestling story, but it's a story about girls wrestling, which is, which is a rare, which has been a rare thing. It's going to be more common now since this last wrestling season was the first one that officially included competition for girls at sections and the state tournament. And the story I wrote uh, after the wrestling tournament uh, focused on one wrestler, Maddie Gallant from Wadena Deer Creek. I know her dad, Norm, well. He's the activities director, a former longtime wrestling coach, and he returned as a part time coach this past season with his daughter on the team, Maddie made it to state and there were 40, 40 spots in the girls brackets at the state tournament, which was a huge thing. You know, it, coincidentally it, it, it was, it's a title nine 50th anniversary, a great celebration at the state tournament for, with girls starting. So that was the number five story on my own personal list of my favorites. The number four story, uh, it came out of one of uh, what was absolutely my favorite really long road trip during the last school year. I went to Rozo for a boys hockey game between the Rozo Rams and, and their nearby rivals uh, from war road. Uh, I'd never been inside Rozo Memorial arena before I'd, I'd been past it. It's just such a show place. Uh, you know, it's, it was built in the forties to me. It's like, it's like the Fenway park or the Wrigley field of high school hockey in Minnesota. It's just the coolest place. And it's, it's, it's the center of that town. If there's a hockey game going on, it's jammed. 
And when the boys from War Road come to town, that is extra special. So I was fortunate to be up there for that game. And anytime those two teams meet, whether it's in Roseau or War Road, it's a big time. And I, I talked to some old timers while I was there, just tried to get a feel for the place and the history and, and all the great hockey players who've come out of Roseau. My number three story uh, is about Waseca football coach Brad Wendland. He collapsed on the sidelines during a football game last fall, and his ha- his heart absolutely stopped beating. He was lifeless, but his life was saved thanks to quick work by athletic trainers from Waseca and St. Peter and a nurse who was there to watch her kids play football. She came down from the stands. It's really something. I talked to both trainers and the nurse, and I talked to Brad. And, you know, this was a couple of weeks afterwards when he was home recovering. It's really quite a story about heroes and a football coach who's grateful just to have another day. You know, that's what he told me. He's got, I think the phrase he used was bonus time. He's in bonus hmm. time. So I'm looking forward to getting back down to Wysleka this fall for a football practice or a game, catching up with Brad, see how it's going. And I, I'm going to hold off on the top two stories. Uh, we'll talk about those in the future. But you can read all these stories at John's Journal on mshsl.org. And also, they're all linked on the MSHSL Facebook page, as well as my Twitter account. And I just looked under the hood on Facebook this week, and the links to those top 10 stories on the MSHSL Facebook page. They've been clicked on more than a quarter of a million times. Wow. Which is remarkable. Yeah. I never, ever expected anything like that. Um, and we're not even through the top 10 yet. So there's a lot of interest in these. And it's really fun for me. And I talked about it before, how how much time I spend on just trying to pick out 10 stories. I started with 29 or 30 from the initial calling and and I'm really enjoying going back, reading these stories, and looking at the photos of these of these great people. So the the top two are really something, Jim. Uh, I can't wait to uh, unveil those, and uh, we'll talk about them later. That's fantastic stuff. Uh, we are going to get to football in July. I want to let you know that Preps Day with John Millay is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Uh, you probably know the names. We've added Blaise Olson. We have added Dave Lee, WCCO fame. We've added Nate Prosser in his hockey show. We have added the On the Bench guys. We have tons of outdoor content uh, and the best lineup in sports. We have John. We have Jeff Diamond, John Krasinski, Cheryl Reeve, uh, Anthony LaPanta, Michael Russo, uh, I can't uh, – Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, we have so many I can't always remember all of them. Uh, we just have a great lineup, great people, and we appreciate everybody who's listened and helped us get this far, including our sponsors, our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton, and also Propane. We highly recommend using propane when you grill out, as my wife and I so often do. Let's get to football in July. Yeah, Jim, last week I talked about my plan to go to Tyler, Minnesota to a football clinic. I did that uh, last Saturday. Tyler is part of Russell Tyler Rooston, the school district in southwest Minnesota, very small school. And the clinic was run by Todd Bauman, former NFL quarterback who graduated from Russell Tyler Rooston in 1991. Um, you know, everybody knows Todd Bauman down there. Uh, he, he had such a great career. He's a good guy. I've known him as a high school coach. And, and uh, so I was I was uh, happy to be down. This was really an interesting clinic. I mean, these things are kind of, they're, you know, football clinics, it's kind of like football practice a lot of the time. You'll have all your position players out there at different stations. This wasn't that. 
This was three hours on a Saturday morning, solely focusing on the passing game. So linemen weren't there, you know, linebackers. It was basically quarterbacks and receivers. And they had 20-some kids. Uh, imagine that you're getting you're getting instructions from a 13 year NFL quarterback, and you're and it's 20 some kids. It, the one on one was just amazing, and and uh, Todd had some other guys there, veteran football people helping out. But the level of detail was astounding to me. I stood out on the field and shot some photos and and kind of hung around and uh, just 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 listening and watching they had four high school quarterbacks there so these kids are getting instruction for 3 hours from Todd Baum and these four kids and the detail the detail you know and i've been to a million high school football practices this is not the typical instructions at a high school football practice you know Todd's breaking down every little movement every Every slight hip turn, every footstep, what direction are you stepping, how hard are you stepping, the follow-through. He talked about Aaron Rodgers' technique, other quarterbacks' technique. And he had told me before the camp, I talked to him a couple days, he wanted to work with kids on things that, like I said, that aren't usually taught on the high school level, especially in small schools. And it was it was really something. And I talked to Josh Fredrickson, the head coach at Russell Tyler Ruthen afterwards. He's a young coach. He said he too, he too was blown away. I think he had seven or eight of his players there. They were all blown away, as was Josh, by the by the level of detail, how lucky these kids were. I think they paid 60 bucks for three hours, uh, something they'll never forget. And the other part of the reason I wanted to be there, they've got a brand new stadium turf at Russell Tyler Ruthen. And they also have a brand new school that opened a year ago, K through 12, right there in Tyler on the edge of town on what used to be farmland, a great new stadium and track. And by my calculations, uh, Russell Tyler Ruthen is the third smallest school in the state enrollment-wise that has a turf field. Mountain Iron Buell is the smallest, and Lakeview, which is not far from RTR in Cottonwood, uh, is number two on my list, and Russell Tyler Ruthen third. And we've talked about it a lot, Jim, but the the proliferation of turf at Minnesota high schools is just astounding. the athletic director down there at RTR, Darren Bartman, he was at the clinic. We were chatting. He said there were days this past spring when the track team, the baseball team, and the softball team, they all were out there at the same time practicing, where without a turf field, you're, the baseball and softball teams are probably in the gym. And if it's snowy or or there's sleet or who knows, icy, the track team's in the gym too. And it just that turf is such a game changer. So I had a great time uh, hanging out with Todd Bauman at his clinic at Russell Tyler Ruth, and I'll, I'll be putting together a John's Journal story about that for uh, sometime next week. And it was really fun to, to be down there and hang out with those guys and, and spend some time in Tyler, Minnesota. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, I didn't expect this to be on your list of topics today, but I guess I should have. NHL draft. I just wasn't connecting yeah. to, but yeah. of course, it's Minnesota. They do produce people who go to the NHL draft. We produce hockey players here. And yeah. We know that, um, you know, and, and you know, you, you know about the baseball draft. It's kind of the NHL draft is kind of like that. These are generally high school kids. This isn't the NFL or the NBA. These guys aren't going to be in the league right away. It's going to take a while. But we had nine Minnesota kids drafted. Two of them in the first round, they're both from the same school district. Uh, Jimmy Snuggerud from Chaska went to the St. Louis Blues with the 23rd overall pick. 
And in the same district at Chanhassen High School, Sam Renzel was picked by the Blackhawks with the 25th pick. They're both going to play college hockey uh, at the University of Minnesota. Not a surprise. Um, but it's interesting. I don't know how far apart those two guys live, but they're in the same district. And they go two picks apart in, in the top 25 of the NHL draft. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. Yes. And by the way, I, I'm I'm belated. I, I we need to get to talk about Pizza Barn. I put it off too long. Yeah. I got caught up in our conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I want to thank our producer Brianne Burdett. Want to let you know that the best way to listen to this show and all the shows at the network is to subscribe to your favorite podcast app. That's just easy and it's free. And we also want to hear about Pizza Barn. Yeah, the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. We've done multiple shows from there. I've been in there just for a couple of meals when I'm in Princeton or going through town. Uh, And the big thing in the summer is the Pizza Barn food truck. That thing is out and about every day. Food truck number two is going to be on the road soon. And this is a great time to book a Pizza Barn food truck for your event, whether you you got a family reunion coming up later in the summer, a community event, a lot of businesses bring in the food trucks for their employees. Uh, go to pizzabarnprinceton.com, click on food truck at the top, and then click on booking, and you can send them a note. Jody, stay at the Pizza Barn, who runs the show there with a great crew. She'll get back to you right away. And, of course, the, the non-wheeled Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton has a big menu, everything you'd want, uh, way beyond pizza, uh, salads, chicken, sandwiches, all kinds of stuff, lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take and bake. They'll deliver. They cater as well. It's a family-owned business for almost 40 years. The Pizza Barn's a fantastic asset in the community of Princeton and, and far beyond. And, and we can't thank Jody Stay and her crew enough for being a longtime sponsor of our podcast. Absolutely right. Uh, let us thank a ref, John. Yeah, this is. Uh, there really are no high school league events going on, although we're in the middle of, of getting re- new referees, returning referees registered for the upcoming school year. It's going to be here before we know it. And as part of that, as part of recruiting officials, we, we hold various events uh, for people who'd like to learn more about officiating. And the next one is coming up July 25th. At 6.30 p.m., it's an online officiating recruitment forum. We've done several of these before. I've, I've tuned in. It's very interesting. It's a risk-free and simple way to learn more about officiating opportunities. If you've, if you've thought about it, this will explain a lot, what the process is, what the steps are. Uh, you, you know, you'll learn a lot. The most important thing I think that, that these new officials learn is you will have a mentor. A veteran official will be assigned to you, and they will, they will guide you through this process. And you need to register in advance to receive the Zoom link for this meeting, and that information is available on the MSHSL Facebook page. I know I've tweeted it out, but I think the easiest way, just go to MSHSL on Facebook, scroll down a little bit, you'll see a graphic with the uh, with, uh, place you can register. And we can't wait to see everybody on July 25th at 6.30 p.m. I also want to recommend a Star Tribune article that, uh, you know, gets into some stuff that John and I have talked about. This is an extreme version of what we've talked about, but uh, uh, Nathan McGuire basically had a parent go after him because he wasn't playing that parent's daughter enough uh, while she went far enough and tried to damage his life enough that he just won a defamation lawsuit against her that's going to cost her at least $50,000, will cost her much more if uh, if she ever does anything like this again. Uh, and I highly recommend it. The, the headline on the Star Tribune 
online website is online website. I just said online website. Very uh, good. Website. You figured yeah, it as out, opposed, Jim. As opposed to the printed out website, which is what I grew up reading. <laughs> <laughs> the headline on our online website is uh, former Woodbury High girls basketball coach wins defamation lawsuit against parent. I highly recommend reading it. Listen, I don't think uh, this goes to this extreme very often, but there are penalties for going after somebody and trying to damage them. And that's a good thing. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's good to see. Um, the story really is well done by Rochelle Olson, who's yes. a pro there. We we know Rochelle. It's really it really tells you what happened, and it's remarkable. Um, it's a good sign. It's a terrible sign that a parent acts like this, but it's a good sign that that a court has come down on the side of the coach. It's it. This thing is is. Nobody's happy about any of this other than maybe the outcome. It had been much better if this none of this had ever happened. But yeah, this mom, she went nuts. She just tried to destroy this man's life because she was unhappy with how her daughter was was used how in the lineup. I don't know. Playing time, what level. It's ridiculous. But yeah, it's a good outcome. And it's it's good to see that uh you know, who knows what impact this may have on other parents who who think of uh, stepping outside the bounds like this, but it can't hurt. No, at least there is now a mile post, a, a, a signpost that tells you, OK, if you go too far, you will be penalized. And there really wasn't that before. No, it's it's good to see. It's a good it's a good step. Again, it's sad these things happen, but the outcome of this one is a positive. Yes. Hey, thanks to John. Thanks to Brianne. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Check out the website. Check out all the other shows. And we'll be back next week with perhaps a special guest. 